Should you own a rotary polisher? Hi, I'm Ivan. I'm Nick. And this is the DIY Detail Podcast. Today, we're going to dive in to see, do you really need a rotary polisher? Do you want a rotary polisher? Is a rotary polisher still relevant in this day and age? Well, a rotary polisher, it's getting a lot of buzz. Yeah. Because a lot of people wrote its obituary, and it's far from dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, wax isn't dead. Strain coatings are great, but wax isn't dead, folks. And if you disagree, go ahead and comment down below. Yeah. But the rotary polisher isn't even in the wax conversation. The rotary polisher, it's not even, is it dead? It's quite relevant. It always has been and probably always will be. The rotary polisher got a bad reputation. It started about 20 or 5, 30 years ago when dual action polishers came to market. And the first dual action polishers to market were either like the Porter Cable or there was a Dynabraid attachment that you put onto a rotary to convert it into a DA. And a lot of people thought, this is so much safer. It's not gonna burn through paint. Well, you can burn through paint with a, a DA quite easily, actually. Well, before we go on, yeah, explain what a DA is and what a rotary polisher right. is. So a rotary, this just goes in a circle. That's all it does, one rotation. A dual action or random orbital, it has a bit of rotation, but the backing plate is actually offset to the shaft of the motor by three, five, eight, 12, 15, uh, 21, 25 millimeters, and there's probably other ones out there too. But what that does is now it tends to mimic the hand motion. So if we were polishing a car, we wouldn't necessarily go in perfect circles. We're sort of random. And when you're sanding, because these evolved from sanders, a rotary or a dual action sander or a random orbital sander, you don't get the lines that you do. So if you're sanding wood with a rotary, you're gonna get lines. It's not gonna end well. If you're sanding with a straight line sander, you're gonna get straight lines or by hand. Whereas with the dual action, it's sort of, because everything is moving fluidly and in different directions all the time, you end up with a smoother surface when you're sanding that you don't see the sanding marks. They're still there. It's just your eye doesn't perceive them as well. So with the DA, we are still getting marks on the paint. And one of the big downfalls of the rotary is rotary swirls. You get swirls on the paint because a lot of people were not taught, let's say the most effective way of using a rotary. And I want to stop you there. Yeah. So you were talking about swirls. This Audi behind us, this unique forest green Audi, yep. we one step with gold standard polish on speed one here. It was trashed, water spots, lots of scratches. Yep. We didn't remove most of the scratches, honestly. No. We just glossed up the paint, but it looks so glossy to me. And that's the almost inexplicable thing with the rotary that I found since we've been working together. There is something about the real human eye looking at a polished panel from the rotary, from five to 10 feet away. Right. And it is just glossier than the DA. The DA, in a dark garage like this with my little headlamp, I may get more defects out or I may feel like it's a, it's a more clear panel, but when I step back, even if there's more defects or marks left in the rotary panel, it's just a glossier finish. Yeah, definitely the rotary provides a deeper gloss. And again, back to that, you can't see the marks. With the DA polisher, or random orbital polisher or dual action, what you're getting is what they call DA haze. And it's an industry accepted term and it pretty much is accurate. So you're getting this hazy look over the paint. And unless you hit it with the right light, the right intensity, the right angle, you're not gonna see it. But if you were to polish, let's say flat, or not flat, but 
pure black paint, so it has no metallic in it. You polish with the dual action, and then you polish with the rotary right beside it, same pad, same polish. The rotary side is gonna be deeper. The, the DA side looks a little gray and haste, and that's the DA haze. And the longer the stroke, unfortunately, the more prevalent that DA haze can be. Now, it comes down to the polishing system you're using, the pads, the polish, all of that. They all come into that. But, regard, irregardless, this always finishes better. If you don't trust us, try it yourself. But the question that we posed at the beginning is, should you own one, right? And I want to get to that. But what I interrupted you about earlier is the idea of holograms. The idea right. that, you know, the rotary is going to cause swirls, holograms, whatever terms you want to use. Right. Let's just address that real quick, because I didn't really understand it until I learned how to finish with no pressure, flat pad, speed one, slightly damp pad. When you use that technique, the finish is awesome. Yeah. So a lot of people... They've seen other detailers on YouTube. They've seen other detailers on social media polishing with the rotary. And it seems for some reason that people adopt a certain stance when polishing with the rotary. And Nick, I'll let you demonstrate. Yeah. So instead of the, pan the, polish being or the pad being flat to the panel, they have it up on an angle and they're putting pressure on the machine. That is a phenomenal way of getting swirls in paint. If you want swirls in paint, that's the way to do it. Now, if you don't want swirls, first of all, you start with a really, really soft waffle pad. And that's what we have here, our red rotary drilling pad. This thing is awesome. Right, it's thicker than most pads on the market, and it's extremely, extremely soft. And the waffle surface actually allows it to contour a lot better. And because of that thickness, you're not getting pressure points. Pressure points, and you hear us talking about pressure points in a lot of different contexts. This is another one, that a pressure point is your enemy. That pressure point from putting the pad on an angle or pressing down on the tool, that's where you get swirls. Another thing that causes swirls and holograms, and this is the same thing for the DA. So on the DA, if you want to get more DA haze for some reason, just don't clean your pad. You're going to get a lot of DA haze. We always tell people never put clean polish on a dirty pad meaning that every time you take this off the paint, before you go to put it back on the paint with fresh polish, you clean your pad. And we have different ways of cleaning the pads. You can buy the Lake Country Pad Washer, and if you're a professional detailer, there is no reason on this earth that you shouldn't have one. Uh, if you're a hobbyist, a lot of hobbyists have them now, and they, you know, we get the comments all the time, I didn't know how I detailed without one. It's so much faster, it's so much more efficient. So yes, it is, and we don't make the tool. We sell it on our website. Our price is the same as everyone else's. Buy it where you want it, or where you can get it, because they're often backordered. But that being said, a clean pad is going to reduce the chance of getting swirls. A soft pad reduces the chance of getting swirls. A flat pad to the surface reduces the chance of getting swirls. And finally, and probably most importantly, the lowest speed you can go. I do want to get to the question of should you own one? Who should own one? Why might you want to own one? Yeah. Should you buy one before a dual action? But I, I want to ask you this question. Because again, I think the results speak for themselves. How do you recommend people keep their pad flat on vertical panels? It's easy when you teach on horizontal. Right. But on vertical and on contours, things get trickier. They get trickier because people try to hold the machine too much. The more you try to for lack of a better term, manhandle the machine. It's mine and my bad. The worse it's gonna be. This is how I hold the machine. 
Basically, I have one hand under the handle, one hand under the head. I'm not holding onto the machine. I'm not, I don't have a death grip on it. I'm just supporting it. I'm just moving it around. It's doing the work. I don't need to work when I'm using a rotary. That's what I love about it. It is quiet and smooth. It's quiet, it's smooth, it's safe. So we'll, uh, we'll end the debate of is it safe? Yes, it is safe. It's techniques that are unsafe with the rotary. The tool itself is perfectly safe, and when you have the proper technique, You'll love the rotor. But so on, speed one polishing, speed six, the only time you use it there is yeah. to free spin your pad after you've cleaned it in the pad washer. Right. For me, if it were up to me, there was, this would have a two-speed switch on it. It would have the first speed that is for polishing, second speed, which is all the way up for cleaning the pad. That's it. I don't need anything else. What about guys and gals out there who want to run it on speed three, four, five with a big wool pad to cut out, let's say, you know, wet sanding marks? Right. You like defects? You like holograms? There's a great way. Uh, I personally find a long stroke DA, like a 21 or a 25 millimeter, will give you much better cut and much faster cut than a rotary. And again, this is a long standing debate in the industry. Pads have evolved and polishes have evolved and compounds have evolved. Yes, five years ago, the big wool pad on the rotary was the king of cutting. There was no dispute about that. We now have hybrid wool pads that are specifically designed for the DA. They are designed to cut with the DA, and they do a great job at it. Plus, you can actually finish with those pads. Now, that good old wool pad that I started with, yes, you could finish with those as well. Wasn't easy, took a bit of technique, but you could finish down with that pad. So yes, a lot of people will say, you can't cut with a DA, or there's no way a DA is as efficient and will cut as fast or remove defects as quickly as a rotary. Well, unfortunately, it's because they haven't tried new techniques in five or six years. Well, I believe in the technique because we recently did a video where we we tested it. If that video is live, as of the airing of this podcast, we'll put it below. And it's basically what cuts faster, a rotary or a DA. Yeah. It was an interesting video. It took a long time. And uh, And that test has been done on multiple channels. And every time, the DA cuts faster than the rotary. You gave it away, Ivan. Yeah. Well, no. You rapscallion. We know. But nonetheless. Okay. All right. We've spent enough time explaining the rotary, but I think that's the context. That's the foundation upon which yeah. we build this discussion. So I think having a rotary is great, but I would probably recommend someone out there go out and buy a dual action first. Yes and no. And I do trainings around the world. And when I have the luxury of training someone who has never, ever picked up a polisher in their life, They've never touched a DA, they've never touched a rotary. I put a rotary in their hand and I put a DA in their hand and let them decide. The decision, I'd say 95% of the time is I want the rotary. What about for defect removal? For defect removal, we can use a different pad. So we'll go back to that wool pad. But you are going to leave, so that good old fashioned wool pad, yes, you can leave some holograms. So you're okay with a wool pad, not ours, because it's not designed for the rotary. Right. On speed one to cut? Is that what you're saying? Speed one, yeah. Okay, and then you would refine with a foam pad. Exactly. Okay, so you, you're saying they're all in one is is uh, doable. 25 years ago, we didn't have DAs. I know, but I prefer to cut with a rotary. And yeah, then you, you actually got me on the DA ago. cuts and the rotary finishes yeah. camp. And now I'm, I'm on board, you know, but yeah. I'm just curious if that's something you could endorse if one had just a single machine. Yeah, not a problem. What if they ran up to speed three with the wool? You like doing damage? 
Yeah. Yeah, no. It looks good in the moment. It looks good, yeah. And this is something that a lot of people, it's perception over reality. And they ramp up the speed and they start applying pressure because they think it's doing work faster. But if you were actually to measure it and do, you know, one, one section without any pressure, flat pad, just keeping it calm, and then the other one where you go bonzo and you're putting the pressure in the angle and all that, the side that you are calm and relaxed actually does the job faster. Uh, think of it this way. We have the rotary and we're using, let's say we use it flat, we're using this whole surface, right? When you put it on an angle, you're only using this much. You're only using a quarter of the pad. I don't even know if the folks can see that, so just make sure as we say okay, this sorry, on audio yeah. podcast, you're not yeah. Have any so issues, basically, but for video, I want you to show them. The yeah. Pad. So basically, you're using when you're using it flat, you're using the whole pad. You have this much surface working for you. When you put it on an angle, you only have a quarter of the pad doing the work, and that quarter of the pad doing the work is doing way too much work, and the rest of the pad is going, huh? What am I here for? So, but it's spinning around, so it's coming in and out of function all the time. But give it a try. And it's something I encourage someone to do if you have a scrap panel or go buy or get a scrap panel from a scrap yard, a body shop, whatever. Wet sand it to 2,000 grit. If you've never tried wet sanding, it's a good opportunity. Do it on a scrap panel first. Yeah, we're here at the garage. We spent $30 on a test hood Yeah, locally. We just asked them and they said, sure, 30 bucks and... We had a test it, so it's really yeah. doable. Go to a, a body shop and just see if they'll give you a spare hood. Yeah, and then once it's wet sand and it's all even, you're not going for perfection, you're not going for full correction. Do one pass, just one pass with the rotary flat and then do another pass with it up on an angle. See which one corrects the most. Okay, and which one will it be? That's up for, for up to you to find out. If you're interested, go do this and let us know because I'm interested in what results you're getting in the real world. I love yeah. it when I hear feedback from people on the front lines who are using the products. And it, exactly. it reminds me that uh, what we're saying resonates and, yeah. and helps people detail and have more fun. So I still think I'm going to go with the dual action polisher for the average person for their first machine. To me, I think I'm socialized yeah, to do that. Well, like, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm the, the DA. You're as system. old as the DA. So the first DA is the you know the port of cables came out in 1989. So I think that's about the same vintage as you are. Yeah. About. Yeah. So, so you've always had DAs, and for the last, especially the last 25 years, it's been the DA or nothing. And yep. you know, if you're not using a DA, you're you're wrong, and that that is one of the one of the terms that I've heard, if you're not using a DA, you're wrong. And that is wrong. It's really up to you. And I wouldn't say that a DA or a rotary is better as your first polisher. It's whichever one is most comfortable for you, whichever one works for you. And if you've never tried a rotary and you've never tried a DA, find a local detailer and say, hey, I'm thinking of buying a DA, I'm thinking of buying a rotary, do you have one I could try? And you'd be surprised how many detailers would, yeah, come on out. No, I've got a scrap panel in the corner, have fun with it. You can go to a pawn shop and buy one. You can rent them at a lot of rental centers. Or 
you can take a training somewhere. And that's an even better way of doing it. But make sure that the training trains you both on rotary and DA. Because a lot of trainings, they'll say that they're there to train you on the rotary, and they'll have like about a five minute presentation on the rotary and say, it's too dangerous for a beginner, we can't put this in your hands. When we do videos here, I prefer to use the rotary. Yeah, I think it's fun. It is. To me, it's like stick shift, which stick shift is becoming less relevant. Manual transmission. More obscure, yeah. right? Like those are becoming less and less common, obviously. So they're gonna go the way of the dinosaur. But I think it's so cool to be able to drive a manual. Yeah. And I think it's that cool to be able to use a rotary. Only rotary is not going the way of the dinosaur. It's sticking no, no. around for a reason. It's sticking around because it is a practical tool. It works. It's just, you know, it's been around as long as detailing has been around almost. And the advantage of the rotary for me is less vibration. It's quieter. So to me, that's a huge advantage. It gives better gloss. The finish on a rotary is 99.9% .9 of the time always better when done with the, the right person and the right products. A DA, anyone can use. And a rotary, anyone can use. If someone doesn't come into the conversation with the fear of the rotary instilled to them by marketing and instilled to them by peer pressure, like I said, people that have never polished before, I've taken people that were, you know, kids that were 11, 10, 11, 12 years old, and their parents are detailers or they're just interested in detailing and put both machines in their hands. And guess what? They pick the rotary. It's like, yeah, try to imagine that in a vacuum, just no you've had big no, name polishers, no detailing on right. YouTube. You haven't been yeah, marketed yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. imagine that. Uh, we did at uh, Car Supplies Warehouse, the Crater event last year. The, one of the owners of Car Supplies Warehouse, Jason Otterness, his wife, she's been around detailing for many years, obviously, but never really detailed herself. And we did a little polishing 101. We put a DA in her hand, we put a rotary in her hand. She chose the rotary. As many of you out there might or should. Or yeah, exactly. Would. Yeah, and we did uh, a vehicle with Emily the Audi nerd, speaking of having an Audi here. Yeah. And it was her pickup truck. Again, she had never picked up either a rotary or a DA. This didn't get a stream of coding. No. We did a quick one step because we talked about it like, Nick, have you ever done a one step with the red jeweling pad? And I'm like, no, we usually compound with the DA and wool pad. Yeah. And then we'll do a follow up, our second step with the rotary. But I had never tried to, you know, shave off the, the scars of water spots and lightly remove some scratches as just kind of your enhancement polish. Yeah. Usually that's a yellow waffle on a DA. Yeah. Exactly. That, that one step, you know? Yeah. Because I think that offers lots of cut and finish. Oh, it does, yeah. So I guess here's the question. The finish is amazing here. When would I reach for the yellow waffle on the DA for a one-step versus the rotary and the jeweling pad for a one-step? If it has more defects and you're wanting to remove more defects, so you're not just going after gloss, you're going after defect removal, then yeah, the, uh, the yellow or the... Sorry. Gold standard waffle. Yeah, the gold standard waffle or even our wool pad. On a lot of paints, our wool pad, even though it's designed for cutting, finishes great. Might leave a little bit of DA haze with the wool, but on certain paints, you'll never see it. Yeah, on a silver and a white, you'll never see it. You'll see the defects gone and shiny paint. Right? Yeah, exactly. And these different nuances of shiny paint, like to most people, it's just shiny. Yeah, no matter what we do, no matter what pad we use, you're going to get shiny paint. Now, it's the level of gloss that really changes. And 
we have a gloss meter. We don't have it now because we're in full renovation. We don't know where it is. It's in a box somewhere. But we have a gloss meter. And with the gloss meter, there's barely any difference between the rotary and the DA. But for the naked eye, there is a huge difference. And anyone we have look at the two panels goes, ooh, that one's shinier. Ooh, that one's glossier. For a reason. We don't have that DA haze. And the, the machine, the gloss meter, can't or doesn't differentiate that DA haze because the, the point that it's reflecting on is very small. But the, the eye can see that the surface is like water over top of it. There's no ripples in the water. Where are my OG detailers out there, the ones who've been doing this almost as long as I have been? Comment below. Can you get a good finish with a rotary? Can you tell the people in the comments what beauty there is in understanding how to use the rotary? I'd be curious what folks out there think. Ivan, we're obviously going to have a rotary polisher. It's either yep. released by the point of this podcast or it will be very soon. Is, is this the one they should go for? Should they go for a $50 one on Amazon? Uh, you know, I just want people to get value out of whatever decision they make because right. if you're at home, you know, this may be the only polisher you ever buy, right? right. So, like, I want you to, to know everything before you make that decision. So, rotaries are extremely simple tools. It's a motor that goes around, it's a gear that makes the pad go around and it goes around. The $50 one on Amazon and ours do exactly the same job. But, at the expense of maybe comfort, at the expense of stalling or bogging down, at the expense of noise, and at the expense of vibration. So, yes, and you can buy rotaries that are three times the price of this one if you want as well. You can. So it's whatever fits you. And one thing that's very important that a lot of people don't really think about, they buy a tool because it's been you know, told to them on the internet that this one's the best. And then they put it in their hand and it's like, darn, this one doesn't fit me. It might fit all these other people, but my hands are not comfortable holding this machine. That's a real thing. Yeah, so having the comfort, having the balance as well, because you don't want a machine, and I used to use a rotary uh, back in the 80s that was so front heavy that I almost lifted uh, the machine off the surface to get the, the finish that I wanted, as opposed to something like this, I just glided along. Yeah, you know, there's no. This is literally how I normally hold the rotary. So if I'm on a horizontal or yeah horizontal surface, I have one finger wrapped around the cord, not even the handle, and one underneath the front handle. This is how I hold my machine. I love how balanced this machine is too. Right, it doesn't feel too heavy. It feels no. it feels like a, a solid, sturdy machine. Yeah, it's very well balanced. We've exactly. been using it all week, and I've uh, had a, an opportunity to become very well acquainted with it. Yeah, so. this is our, you know, before we had prototypes, but this is the final production unit, uh, the final prototype, sorry, before the production unit. So this is the verification one to say, yes, this is what we're ordering. And with that, we've gone through a lot of work to design both our rotary and our DA to make them user-friendly, to, you know, little things like we always say use the trigger lock. Well. This trigger lock is super easy to use. And, or if you're, you know, if you're right-handed, bingo. You don't even have to think about it. We put it in someone's hand earlier this week that had never seen this tool. This is the first time they saw this tool and they automatically put the trigger lock on like they had been using the tool. They didn't have to look at it, they didn't have to search for it. It was intuitive. Yeah, little things like that. But 
That being said, we're not here to sell you a tool. We're not here to you know, uh, expound on the merits of our tools. But yes, a rotary can be your first and only tool. A DA can be your first and only tool. There's no wrong answer to this. It's really up to you. The idea for this podcast came after we polished this Audi and I was like, I'm blown away. I'd like to have this discussion for the people out there. Yeah, exactly. I also want all the people out there to realize that we read all the comments. And comments that you provide, we respond to all of them. They also provide us ideas so that if there's a really good question out there, we can do a podcast and help other people learn. So we want to keep learning. We want to keep learning from you. We want to keep teaching. We want to keep having that discussion. If you want to know more about some of the polishing mistakes that I feel like a lot of people make, I think we have a great podcast on that. It's almost 100,000 views, so lots of people are enjoying it. Go check that one out right now.